everybody. Welcome to the Canada Fans World Junior Tour Podcast. My name is Bryn Griffiths and Paul Almeida joins me. How you doing? We're still here. You know what? You've got a few more gray hairs since I talked to you last. Uh, just a couple. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it's great to be back with you. This is actually episode 27. And uh, I can't, one, there's a couple of things. One, I can't believe we've done 26 already. Neither can I. And the other thing I can't believe is that the gap between 26 and 27 is almost 11 months. I know it's ridiculous, but uh, we've got a lot to cover. Yes. And since that time. Yep. And we have another World Juniors coming up uh, fairly shortly as well. Once again, this one is in Edmonton. There's one big change in this one. There'll be people there. We believe. Currently. We we hope. Yes. and, And in Red Deer as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, both cities are excited about hosting it a second time around. Just want to have fans in the seats this time. And of course, there's always talk about variants and that kind of thing. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed over the next month or so as we get a little bit closer to the start, which is coming up as usual on Boxing Day. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start about, well, let's talk about the pandemic because it's really been a game changer in so many ways, Paul. Yeah, well, the last tour we had going way back uh, when we did our podcast from the Czech Republic was the tour in the Czech Republic, the 2020 World Juniors, which, of course, Canada won. We were there. It was a great time. Yeah. It was exciting uh, to see Canada win gold. It was a great party. We had a lot of great people on that tour. And uh, we come back. Uh, We had tours planned for the summertime and the spring. We had a soccer team that was going in the spring to Italy. We had hockey teams that were going to Europe in the summer, ringette teams. In the fall, we had sightseeing groups. Uh, We had a corporate group that was going to go to Europe. The pandemic hits. Yeah. So we've had a lot of tours on hold and a lot of tours uh, that, uh, unfortunately, we've had to cancel along the way. But now it's starting to pick up a little bit and people are starting to get interested and are starting to wonder what we're going to be doing as the hopefully we get out of this pandemic. Uh, Well, there's a level of freedom that we did not have six months ago. And now we have people who are being double vaxxed. We have the the passport situation. People are able to travel a little easier than six months ago. So all of a sudden people are, are starting to recognize that they have to adapt somewhat to, uh, to get traveling again. And that's getting everyone's enthusiasm level up. It is, and we've had friends travel to Europe independently, and they've come back and said, as long as we follow the rules, everything is fine, things are open, things are moving there, some of the sightseeing options are available again. So, again, like we're used to here at home, we have to make some changes to our behavior, changes to, you know... uh, Wear masks when required, do things when required. I was even told I had to wear pants while doing these podcasts. That would help. I was initially against it because I didn't think that it would make any difference. But you know what? People have been a lot friendlier since. I think it's a health issue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) You know, it's, and for you, and I'm going to say this, I know this is your podcast, but I'm going to say this. It's really been a struggle for you because. You love taking groups all over the place. You've been doing this for a long time, over over two decades, Paul. Yeah, and this is the longest I've ever been in Canada without going anywhere, to be honest with you. Uh, my first tour was in 1994. So you got to think, since 1994, I probably spend 
month and a half to two months a year in Europe when you add up all the weeks that I'm sure. over there. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were taking approximately 700 to 1,000 people to Europe every year. So to go from that to, to come this. back from that World Junior Tour yeah, and then basically have to shut everything down and not be able to travel and enjoy the things that we've all been able to enjoy. And especially for me, I miss going to Europe. I miss going to some of the places that we've visited as a group. And I look forward to going back again. And I hope that we can do it sooner than later. Because uh, the feeling I get from a lot of people that I talk to is they're itching to go somewhere. Oh, yeah, they they're are. itching to travel. They're itching to say, hey, I just want to go somewhere. I know there's rules. I'm willing to follow them. I want to explore the world again. And I, and I get that feeling from a lot of people. The other thing too, that, that I'm really noticing is that, and it's, and it's funny because I, I was thinking about this last week, we come back from the Czech Republic. And when we were at the airport in Amsterdam before coming back, it's really the first time where I had a chance to talk to airport people and they were very aware of this COVID thing. I don't think I was. Yeah, I, I don't think I had paid any attention to it before going over to Europe to the Czech Republic that time. But all of a sudden, there seemed to be a little more anxiety on the part of the airport people in Europe, especially in Amsterdam. And it's really bizarre. And we it's still we still not we were coming back the first week of January and things didn't really hit the fan until the middle of March. Yeah, middle of March was when we had to cancel our tours. It was about the 15th of March, I believe, Yeah, where we had to cancel our, our soccer tours that were going at the beginning of April. So we didn't have much time. We only had a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, in, in terms of, you know, having to cancel tours, um, it, it, there was quite a few. Like I say, we canceled hockey, we canceled ringette, sightseeing tours, corporate tours, so it was it was tough on a lot of people looking forward to go on a lot of t different uh, tours with us, but that's the way it is. Well, let's talk about now. We've always said that when the events in Canada, we don't go anywhere. Right. We, we focus in on the other events. Well, we're a year away from this being uh, hosted by the fine folks in Russia, yeah. not just in Russia, but a long way inside Russia, in Siberia. And because of the way things have kind of shaken down, it's really kind of shaken us up a little bit. Do you want to talk about the World Juniors in Russia next year? Yeah, the World Juniors next year in Novosibirsk and Omsk in Russia. And uh, we, uh, you know, looked into it. We made all the preparations necessary to be able to go. We looked at flights. We looked at hotels. We looked at ticketing. We looked at everything. Having said that, we're in a situation now where uh, unfortunately, uh, we have to take the, the safety and the concerns of our traveling uh, passengers into consideration. And Contingent's a good word. Yeah, contingents. I was going to use rabble because we do know a few of the people uh, yes, that, that yes. travel with us. But And the things that concern me are the vaccines that they're using in Russia. They're using as a, their own vaccine called a Sputnik vaccine, not approved by anybody really right so their effectiveness concerns me secondly the language issue if some, if there, we do have a problem and we mm -hmm. do have to take people to the hospital or we have an issue 
language is going to be a huge issue. And, uh, you know, having said all that, I think we're going to bypass Russia. And I think it's probably the right call for us to make right now in terms of safety for everybody. I know it's disappointing for everybody. It's disappointing for me. I would love to go to Russia. I would love to go to St. Petersburg. I would love to go to Moscow. I would love to experience that. I would love to experience watching Canada play Russia in Russia. That would be an ultimate thing for a hockey fan. Oh, absolutely. Canadian hockey fan, especially of our vintage who remember Canada, Russia, Canada, Soviet Union being the apex of international hockey. It's but, disappointing, Paul, but you know, that's you're making the right call here. Yeah, I think so. I think we have to, uh, just for everybody's safety, and I don't want to be in a position where we prepare for everything, knowing in the back of my mind that it's a 50-50 proposition, which is, if I went ahead with it, yeah. I think it would be a 50-50 proposition. Now, having said that, we're fully prepared to go to Sweden in 2024. Well, that's exactly what I was going to get to because the interest level for Russia was there, but nowhere near like the Swedish trip. Oh, Sweden is crazy. Yeah. You know, we have 1,300 families. Already? On the list, priority list for Sweden. Wow. And obviously we're not going to be able to take everybody. Obviously not everybody on that list is going to be interested in going when the time comes. Sure. But rest assured... If you went on the tour before, you get priority. Okay. And you will get the first opportunity to register for the tour. If you haven't been with us before and you're on the priority list, as soon as we give past members the opportunity to register, you will get first opportunity to register after that before we open it up to the public. So again, it's still important to get on the priority list. Okay. If you've gone with us before or you've registered on the priority list, you're on there. Come November, we're probably looking at having a meeting and laying out our plans for Sweden and uh, before and after the tour as well. Now that's next November, right? Next November. Okay. November 2022. Yep. And at that time, we'll begin registering people with a deposit for the World Juniors in 2024 in Gothenburg, Sweden. Okay, beautiful. So that covers Russia, which we're not going to, and that covers Sweden, where we are going. That's right. Okay. But in the meantime, we have a World Juniors coming up here inside of a month in Edmonton and Red Deer. Let's talk a little bit about that and also some of your other plans as well. It's going to open up as usual on Boxing Day. It is the Czech Republic and Canada. That'll be fun. That'll be a great game. I mean, I still have great memories of watching the Czech Republic play in in Czech, you know, uh, those guys hopping and singing. and, of course, the Czech Republic produces great hockey players. That'll yep. be a great game for sure. Well, the Czech-Russian uh, game. Uh, that was a great game. That was a great way to open the tournament yep. in, uh, in, in Ostrava last time. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing the, the Czechs in Canada on the 26th. Canada, look who they're playing on the 28th. They're yep. playing Australia. No, that's Austria. Oh, sorry, that's Austria. <laughs> It would be interesting if it was Australia, but it's not Australia. It's Austria, and they've started producing some some decent players as of re, you know recently. So yeah. uh, you can never take anybody lightly. Although I would project that that should be a Canada victory. Okay, what about the next game on the 29th? Because they're taking on a team that seems to be stepping it up big time, and that's the Germans. And I, I credit a lot of that with the well, a lot of attention on Leon Dreisaitl. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, all of a sudden, people in Germany are paying a lot more close attention to hockey because of what he's been doing and others. So uh, that's great. And we're seeing more and more young guys coming out of Germany, and it's great. Love it. Well, let's look at it the other way, Bryn. Canada just played soccer here in Edmonton. Yes. 50,000 people. Both games had close to 100,000 tickets sold. Yep. How many kids are going to start playing soccer because they see Alfonso Davies? You know, it's the same thing in Germany. Oh, yeah. Those kids are looking, saying, we have one of the best hockey players in the world. Maybe we should be playing a little hockey. Maybe we should pick up hockey. <laughs> exactly. And they're producing great players. I mean, uh, not even part of the dry sidle effect. I mean, there's Mort Snyder that that's in uh, Detroit. Um, there's Stutzla in Ottawa. And they're producing more and more guys that are drafted not in the first round. We're they're talking notable the picks. Top 10, top 5 draft picks. I know. So maybe they don't have the depth yet to compete with a Canada on an everyday basis. But they have some high-end talent that could make the game interesting and oh, yeah. could win some games for them. It's great. And then on the 31st on New Year's Eve, to wrap up the uh, round robin, it's Canada against Finland. Well, well, the Finns are the Finns. They yes, love they tournament hockey. They're also, they have a little bit of a nastier edge than the Swedes would have, I think. Yep. And Finland would scare me a little more if I was... Uh, if I was a Team Canada member, but everybody says, well, that's a pretty easy run for Canada. And I go, you know what? You still have to win those games. You and have to win those they're games. young guys playing. Yeah, you got to win those games because you want to avoid playing the top team on the other side in the quarterfinal. Yeah. And as we, I, I mean, the people that have gone with us on tours before have seen when Canada gets to that quarterfinal yes. and you're playing a Russia or a United States, bad things can happen. So you want to make sure that you finish as high as possible so that you get a decent uh, quarterfinal game. I believe in Czech, it was Slovakia for us. Oh, it's been such a long time. I yeah. can't quite remember. I'd have to go back and take a peek. So it's you know important that you win those games and that you uh, are seated properly for the quarterfinals. Well, the quarterfinals would be played on the 2nd of January. Now, all of the playoffs, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals will all be played in Edmonton at Rogers Place. So you've got the second is the quarterfinal. The semifinals go on the fourth. Who knows where Canada will be there. And then the uh, gold medal final will go on the evening, late afternoon, I believe, on the 5th of January, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, the times are still a little iffy on that. But, uh, hey, listen, that's coming up in January. We're not going to get too worried about it. you got to get there first. Yeah, and we'll do a little preview show before the World Juniors comes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, we'll preview the teams in the tournament. We'll look at uh, Canada's team specifically, what players we should be looking for. Some of the players maybe on some of the other teams that we should be looking for. I don't know if you remember from last year, Bryn, Slovakia had two or three kids. Yes. They were 16, 17 years old. That'll be back again this year. And, and they won't be 16 or 17. No. They'll be much And one better. was already 6'4", over 200 pounds. Yeah. So I could only imagine, you know, another year of strength and, and uh, ability. And, and I'm sure every team's got kids like that. And I'm really looking forward to see the Canadian lineup as well. Um, there'll probably be a few kids that uh, people will recognize from their favorite NHL teams that have drafted over the last couple of years. So, And maybe their junior teams, local junior teams, will have some kids on the teams in the tournament. So the World Juniors is always a very, very interesting time of year. It's a very traditional time of year for Canadians to sit around the TV and watch this 
great uh, uh, tournament. So I'm looking forward to it. And here's what we'll be doing. Of course, we mentioned the 26th, 28th, 29th, and 31st. Those are all dates where Team Canada is playing. We'll be doing preview shows on location in Edmonton before. So we will tell you where we're going to be doing them. We'll tell you how you can come and visit us and how you can load up on some uh, grub and uh, beverages, that kind of stuff. But we'll be telling you that as we get a little bit closer. We have some shows to go before we get to that point. And then the other thing we'll do is we have done before, and that is we'll do a post-tournament show. That'll be right after the gold medal game. And uh, we'll be able to kind of finally look back at the tournament that was. And, uh, you know, obviously our experience at the Czech Republic was a positive one because we were doing it after a Team Canada victory and the gold medal. Last year, it was Team USA winning the gold, and it was a tough one, but uh, they were a spectacular team at that event. Canada was no slouch, but the Americans were just a little bit better last year. Very deep hockey team, lots of talent. I mean, and we know that the Americans right now are Canada's biggest rival. Yes. There's no question. Canada, the United States, have more people playing hockey than any other country. They probably have more than the other countries combined, to be honest. So they're going to produce the most top-level talent. Okay, let's talk about some of the other things that are going on. You're starting to plan tours away from this event, which obviously is not a tour event, but obviously we focus in on what's going to be happening in Sweden coming up in a couple of years. But what, you're working on other stuff as well, right? Yeah, it's uh, like, like I said, we're finding that people are starting to get that itch. They want to travel. They want to, you know, go to Europe. They want to see things again. And we're starting to get, you know, and and it's been interesting because within a one-month period, Bryn, I would say about two months ago, yeah, it was like my phone was starting to ring, my emails were starting to go, and guys are like, you know, Paul, we got two ringette teams out of Saskatchewan. We want to go play. We want to go to Europe. We already want to start planning for 2022, 2023. Right. We have a kids hockey team out of Calgary, 2009 born. Already planning to go to the Czech Republic next summer. We have a 2009 boys team out of Edmonton, planning to go to Sweden and Finland next summer. We have a female team out of Halifax, ready to go this summer. Uh, Some of our sightseeing groups that we put off, some of our corporate groups that we put off, old-timers groups that we put off. They're coming back, right? They're starting to call. Yeah. And starting to say, okay, Paul, what are the parameters if we decide to put a deposit down on flights and start planning? Right. You know? Well, I got to tell you, I've had the itch here in the last couple of months, but thankfully there's helpful creams (laughs) that have been able to solve that problem. And uh, so... In all seriousness, uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, doing something. We're going to get into that more specifically coming up soon. But uh, you got to love it when that phone starts to ring. Well, you just see the attitude of people changing. Right. You know, and they're seeing that, again, if you follow the rules, if you do things correctly, if you wear your mask when you have to, things can happen. Sure. And you can do things. People are traveling to the United States. They're going on holidays, they're going to Mexico, they're going wherever, they're coming back and they're like, okay, I can go to those areas, Paul, why can't we do a tour to Europe? Right. You know, I can go to Nova Scotia and visit my family, I can go to New York for an event, I can go to 
watch uh, a hockey game in Philadelphia. I can go watch a hockey game in Florida. I can go to watch a soccer game in Mexico. I can go to the beach in Mexico or Costa Rica or wherever. Why can't we go to Europe? So what are you telling me? I'm telling you we're ready to go to Europe. Okay. And we'll have an announcement on our next podcast. Excellent. Should we end this here? Now, how do people get a hold of you? You can go to azorcan.net, www.azorcan.net. You can call at 780-906-7110. Or you could email us through the website as well at paul at azorcan.net. And don't forget to follow our RSS feed so that anytime we have a new podcast out, you get it immediately. And we look forward to it. It's nice to get going again. Just so nice. Absolutely. Great to see you. You got to do something about that gray hair, though. Says the guy who's got a million of them. We'll it's talk to you. Distinguished look. I, I call it the extinguished, extinguished. look. <laughs> Listen, we'll talk to you later, okay? Yep. All right, see ya. See ya.